Okay, hi. Welcome to Behind the Bites, episode number five. Four. Four. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> no, but I mean, we've um, four episodes. That's pretty impressive for, no, I think, all of us to sort of stick around for a schedule because we're all traveling, doing this, doing that. So yeah, considering. Don't jinx yeah, well, <laughs> that's yeah, true. exactly. Now, next especially with the holidays week, yeah. coming up. Oh, that's <laughs> um, but, uh, break. Yeah, I think last week uh, went, went quite well that we even have a, a regular full time. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. No, it was fantastic. It was wonderful having you around. Uh, and I think um, having three people on the show is, is, is a pretty good balance versus two, I, I think so. I, you know, kind yeah, of I think we get sick of each other's well. voices the best otherwise. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to tell them the truth, Mike. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, good stuff, good stuff. So we've got quite a lot of news this time mm. around. Um, so welcome, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Samsung looking to remove the 3.5 mm jack from the S8. Yeah. So I have a few things to say about it, but I want to see, you know, I want to hear what you guys have to say first. So let's start with Davish, yeah. Okay, so I think this is something we could get used to. I mean, I wasn't that upset when they took it out of the iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, iPhone 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an annoyance, but again, I, like I said, as I grow older, I think I'm more frustrated with cables. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I have my Bose headphones, and the one thing that annoys me is the cable. And, I'm, and I love the fact that when I'm testing the Sony headphones, they're Bluetooth. And with Bluetooth getting better, uh, 5.0 was just announced. Yeah, it's around the corner, isn't it? So I, th- I think it's it's something we will get used to. It. Yes, it's a minor annoyance. Just like we move from USB-A to USB-C, right? Sure. The cables aren't there, the Mac, we need components and hardware mm-hmm. and converters, whatever. But I think we'll be fine. Yeah, so, it's almost like a, like a teething... Yeah stage right yeah, where I exactly. think people get used to it the one sorry the one annoying thing is though that Samsung did make a lot of fun for Apple for mm. doing that's that. exactly <laughs> what I want yeah. yeah and I mean, now they yes. was rumored uh, that's allegedly right. doing that, absolutely you know. when the Note 7 was announced you know one of the things the guy goes oh and it has a 315 yeah. on check come yeah. on I mean if you're gonna be removing that from the next model don't be you know yeah, shitting it's, in your it's own cheeky. bed but I mean honestly it's not unexpected I think this goes back to something that we were talking about, I think, on a previous episode where it's like where Apple goes, the rest of the industry follows. And you've almost just like one time want one of these major companies outside of Apple to just say, no, we're sticking with the headphone jack, right. come to us, and we will give you what you want. Because I, I completely agree. I mean, the future is wireless. Let's go. We're all going there eventually. As you, We talked off air about Bluetooth getting better, which it will. Um, but, I mean, I think at this stage, it's, it's one of those things where as opposed to USB-C where that is a right step for the industry because it's a great standard. You can put power and data over it. You're simplifying everything that's involved in computers. A headphone jack is a pretty universal thing that's actually been around prior to smartphones, prior to Mm -hmm. computers. I mean, we're talking about switchboards and that kind of thing. Um, And and has applications outside of smartphones, if that that makes sense. A lot of cars have them. Exactly. You have cars, you have everything from standard stereos to stuff like that. And now you're taking a piece of hardware that's easily translatable across multiple formats yep. and removing its ability to get onto a format with outside of the use of a, a headphone adapter. Um, again, I, for me, I, I, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I own a lot of headphones, <laughs> so, which is one of the reasons why I haven't jumped all in on the iPhone 7. Sure. But uh, it's a bit of an annoyance, but look, I mean, eventually they're going to start making really good lightning headphones. Really good USB-C headphones. I will I will give you that uh, though that with Bluetooth headphones uh, or whatever the equivalent technology whatever it is, 
we're reliant on battery power. Mm -hmm. Whereas 3.5 works offline. Yeah. So Absolutely. you get a long flight, you don't need to charge anything. Yeah. You know, it's Absolutely. one of those standard reliable pieces of technology. Absolutely. And I'm going to throw in a little golden nugget from my daughter one more time in yes. here is yeah. that, you know, um, she get her she own wanted segment a, on the show. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, she wanted a pair of headphones for her birthday and I got her a pair of well, I didn't buy her a pair of headphones, considering the free press shit we get oh. all the time. Uh, the Sennheiser event the other day when we went in there, mm. so they had thrown in a pair of headphones on there, wired headset, um, nice little headset, and I just gave those to her. And, um, you know, she had them plugged in on her iPod, listening to it, wonderful, loved it kind of stuff. And then just yesterday, um, she had, she was working on her laptop for some schoolwork, and she's like, I want to connect headphones. I'm like, sure. I'm like, why don't you just go ahead and bring yours? She's like, the same one that I've used on the iPod? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I can just simply connect them and they're going to work over here? Huh. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing that you, know, that you need to work on. So there's literally no pairing needed, mm. nothing needed. You know, Bluetooth, obviously, she wouldn't be able to figure out how to pair a device yeah. and get into it. Literally just pull it out from the iPod, stick it into the laptop, and she had audio running on there. So I think that standard will be sorely missed, the fact that they don't require charging as well. Yeah. Um, I think that the simplicity of 3.5 mm, unfortunately, is, is something that's going to be missed. It's a tricky thing, because obviously, as, as we want to advance forward in technology, we want things to be you know, faster, better, wireless, but... But that's not always the case. And the majority of consumers don't necessarily understand mm -hmm. these, these standards, Absolutely. I mean, right? you mm -hmm. have NFC, which is supposed to simplify things. You just tap it in, and the Bluetooth automatically pairs to uh, it. And get, works. But we had a, quite, a, quite an interesting... Uh, we have some interesting to say about that. Yeah, but coming back to the S8 and removing the 3.5 mm jack, I agree with Bhavishya that, you know, they made such a big noise about the Note 7 featuring a 3.5 mm jack, and now they're going to go ahead and do that. It just seems like, you know, it's, it's just bad practice. It's, yeah. it's just very bad practice. I'm okay with the fact that it's not going to have a headphone jack. I think USB Type-C is probably, mm. uh, it's going to be the standard moving forward. Yes, Apple's got its own lightning, but I honestly believe that USB Type-C is going to be the future. Uh, Apple's adopted that in the MacBook as well, the new MacBook, the new MacBook Pro as well. Uh, and Apple is part of the council that decides the specifications on this as well. So I wouldn't be very surprised if we see USB Type-C on an iPhone maybe three iterations down. Which replaces the lightning? It does, because I mean, look at it. What, what do you have lightning for right now? Charging and audio and data transfer, right? Uh, wireless charging is coming, that's a given. So you've got that on there taken care of. Audio, you already have Bluetooth, so you've got wireless coming on there. Data transfer, everything's in the cloud nowadays, so you're yeah. gonna sing that anyway. So what do you really, what, what do you guys use your lightning cable well, for? So just charging. It's not about what I use lightning for, it's yeah. what Apple uses lightning for. Okay. One, it's a revenue driver. Okay. Two, it lets them control the accessories. Uh, yeah, I, so yeah. I wonder if Apple will be willing to abandon the MFI and The program. thing is, is they've done, they've done it before yes. with Thunderbolt. With, exactly, and, and not it, only there's that. Pre but, there's yeah. precedent for it yeah. to happen, and I think if, the market shifts that way enough, they will. Because I think they'll so find well. ways to make money selling accessories. It sounds very, like very, very, you know, yeah. an Apple like to do yeah. that. For sure. uh, but I think give it three or four years and if USB C takes which I which I sincerely think it will, takes momentum. There's no reason for them to. I mean, what, what do you use your iPhone for? The lightning connector, let's just say that. What do you only, use charging. Charging. only charging. Only charging. Only charging. And if wireless charging is already on there, yeah. then what's the point and of that it? Seems you know? That's, you know, if this wireless future is yeah. to be done, that's where they're going, perhaps. Yeah. Right? And I'm completely on board. I'm just wary from Apple's point of view, whether it's a commercially mm. sensible decision. Right. Given how entrenched the MFI program is. Uh, Agreed. 
I oh, they'll drag it out for years. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not gonna happen overnight, but uh, yeah, but I cold. and I think right. yeah. 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 we're keeping the money. <laughs> we're probably gonna see some dongles in the middle morning oh, yeah. taxi to you know lightning, and that's when it's totally yeah, there's a joke that Apple is now a dongle company. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty exactly. much. Uh, that's that's the largest uh, growth you know. Growing company. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Never mind the Apple Watch. Taking to Apple. Um, Apple Watch, we spoke in detail about it in the last episode. And one of the things we mentioned was that one of the analysts said that it's fallen down to number five place as far as wearables are concerned. But then Tim Cook comes out and says that, you know, it's it's their best selling quarter ever for the Apple Watch. Mm. Uh, and interestingly, I just want to point out something else, which is the MacBook Pro. Mm. Uh, Microsoft just made a statement yesterday saying a lot of people are switching to Surface, Surface because yeah. of the MacBook mm. Pro's disappointment. But then again, Apple comes out and says that it's the best-selling MacBook Pro ever that they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, where, who do you trust? Where, does, it's, where do the it's numbers It's tricky lie? with this, How right? Because this? you can quantify the MacBook, right? They release numbers for the MacBook yeah. Pro. So at some point, we're going to know how many they've sold. So it would be odd for them to not lie, but fabricate some truth as to how it's selling. The Apple Watch is a little bit different because it gets lumped into that sort of Correct. accessory yeah. categories, right? Yes. So you can never, I mean, you can try and work out from that bulk number what of that, or that bulk amount, what amount of that is the, is the Apple Watch. Hmm. But again, we're never really going to know, right? Unless someone hacks <coughs> Apple um, and tells us. Which, yeah. <laughs> which, which they work really hard to stop. Uh, well, considering, you know, Donald Trump is coming in next and bringing yeah. uh, a lot of Apple stuff that's outside the U.S. back into the U.S. Right. I'm sure um, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a... So, I mean, what, what you have to think is the way that that was worded by Tim Cook and he said that it's the best, qu- it's the best uh, quarter for sales for the Apple Watch they've had so far. Right. Which could absolutely be true, but it doesn't necessarily mean they've previously sold a lot of Apple Watches if you look at it, you know. Like, they may have had... We're looking a, at numbers mm-hmm. last year, the same mm-hmm. analyst report which we were checking, mm-hmm. it said about 70 million or mm-hmm. 39, something mi- from 39 that, million. From that other category. From it used to be. Right. Uh, and then it came down to 7 or 11 million only. I, I don't have the numbers on me, but there was a significant Significant drop, drop yes. Based on those analyst that. numbers. What the actual truth is, what we don't know. But if there is that significant of a drop, then it's not the best selling quarter ever. Yeah, no. Agreed. Agreed yeah. with that. And, I mean, and then you, from conversely, you have Microsoft, who are saying, and it's all at that point, it's just hearsay, isn't it? Saying that people Very are coming nice. to them saying, we're buying a Surface yeah. because we don't like the MacBook. Sure. Yeah. Who knows how, how often and how true that is? What are they polling people at the Microsoft shop? Like, I don't know. Right? Like, yeah, um, it's not quantifiable. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's, but, but, you know, it's, you it's, know. it's interesting to see that they're using the negative press, and I say negative in quotation marks because it's not, it's about the MacBook Pro and the issues that it has to try and, you know, sell a few more Surface books, sure. which is fair enough. It's hardly as negative as the I'm a PC and I'm a Mac ads. <laughs> right, <one>. right, exactly. <laughs> but those were awesome. Those. They were so good. They, they were, were amazing, so good, yeah. but, they were you know. So good. Right. Uh, especially, like, was it John Hodgman who was doing yeah. the PC? Yeah. He, yeah. Was he was fantastic. Yeah. He was He's just amazing. fantastic on there. He was nice. Uh, continuing with some more Apple news, um, AirPods, and I think even mm. Beats X Pro, is mm-hmm. that what they're called? Yeah. Um, you know, the wireless headset with yes. the... Uh, with the, with the, with the new chip, chip the W1 yeah. chipset. So they're both apparently delayed until next early year. next year. Right. Uh, Apple announced them in September. Mm. So it's already been three or four months. They're probably going to miss out the holidays. Yeah, because they were them. supposed to ship this month. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. they were Last originally month? supposed to ship Oh, sorry, November. Yes. November. Yes. November. Yes. Sorry. We're already and, in December. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so trouble at Apple? Yeah. 
I mean, it's. I mean, they've been out in the wild. Like people have not in this reviews region, have been out. But reviews of. But yeah. I mean, that's what they haven't sold on yeah. any on retail. So I wonder mm-hmm. if there's a manufacturing issue or what exactly is going on behind that. It's just a bit. I mean, it's it's hard to sort of tell because they were obviously confident enough to give because they gave. My they understanding did. is they, they gave, gave review units yes. at the event mm-hmm. uh, where they were announced for that's several what's weeks. Weird, right. I mean, mm. if reviewers have had them for what about twelve weeks now, almost yeah. eight to twelve weeks and they haven't really discovered something that's a showstopper. Mm. What exactly is it? Where, where have things gone wrong? So I mean, must they must have discovered something pretty big for them to completely stop. Yeah. So it, it needs to have enough of a manufacturing or a scale issue for them to stop. Right. Exactly. Because even with the iPhone 7, right, it did have severe shortages when they mm-hmm. launched the phone. Right. But they did go ahead but and launch it. Or maybe because they had to. One it, was, it was like well. the timeline. You that's where they make their yeah. money, man. Whereas these... Again, they're pushing beyond the holidays, right? They would uh-huh. want to release yeah. some units. Exactly. I mean, what's the perfect mm-hmm. gift you can give someone yeah. who's just bought an iPhone 7, $150. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's $159. $159. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It's, it's pricey for headphones. Well, coming from someone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had the discussion last week. We'll spend a minimum of five dirhams on headphones. <laughs> um, but no, they're not cheap headphones. Sure. Because they're cheaper alternative. Mm-hmm. But they do they still make a great price point for a gift. Mm-hmm. For a sure thing. Gift. No, absolutely. So, yeah, I think I don't know, speculating. Yeah, the conspiracy theorist in me, I don't know. <laughs> the funny, churning away. The funny thing is that I was at um, at an event a few weeks back and Guy Kawasaki was speaking mm-hmm. on there. He's known to be an Apple, you know, very much a He was an evangelist. He for was an Apple, evangelist yeah. for Apple. And he pulled a quote from Steve Jobs which said, Genius ship. And yeah. we've got two products from Apple that are missing the shipping part. So I think Steve yeah. Jobs is kind of, you know, yeah. he's going to be turning in his grave. Yeah, for sure. That's, I think he's been turning in his grave for a while. I, yeah, I think so as well. Well, I mean, I've always had this theory that after Jobs died, he, he well, before he died, he put in place a four-year plan, and we've now we're part, surpassed that mm. four years. Everybody's scrambling. Yeah, 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 and everybody's... Like, what do we do? All right, continuing on to um, wireless headsets, uh, Mike, you and I had a little bit of a demo hands-on with the Sony Xperia Ear today. Yes. Um, interesting piece of technology. I'm not sure how far Sony can sort of go along with it. It's an IoT device. It's a little device you plug in into your um, ear, kind of like a Bluetooth headset. It is yeah, a Bluetooth it looks headset. like a sort of 90s Wall exactly. Street Bluetooth Absolutely. headset. Absolutely, it is. And it, it's use. slightly more intelligent in the sense that it, uh, you know, if you get a notification on your phone, it reads it out to you. So think of it as um, Alexa or Google Home or whatever it is in your ears, like a very small personal little device mm. um, you can get that, that you can. Yeah, but um, uh, not without issues. I mean, we were trying to sort of have it set up today, um, you know, uh, given a demo. Uh, there were like four or five devices, four or five phones, and I think the crosstalk between each one of them was literally like... Yeah. I mean, to Sony's issues. credit, you're probably not going to be setting it up in a room with other people most as likely, well most no. of the time most and they, they allowed and they, they were aware going into it that they allocated enough time for all this to happen yeah. it's still slow that is you true. know and I had to download quite a large uh, I guess software it was like software. a 200 megabyte yeah, file, file that you to needed get to download going, just which, to get going yeah which was so a bit does it, how does it how does it smart it How's it smart? Does it use like Google or? So it does both. I mean, it uses either Sony's uh, Xperia, I don't know, agent or whatever it is that they want to call it. And it has Google Now sort of built into it as well. So you can tap and you can either say, okay, Google, and then sort of just go ahead with your commands. Or you can have um, Sony's version of voice recognition sort of kick into place. Uh, We tried Sony's version. The good thing about it is that, uh, good and bad thing about it is that you can get notifications for 
your WhatsApp messages, your Facebook messenger, your email. It can literally read it out to you while oh, it's in your ear. It tells you you've got a new email from the following person uh, or message from the following person, and it reads it out, and you can say reply, and then you can actually say what you want to reply to. And we tested that out, and yeah. it worked well to an extent. Uh, and one of the issues that I did have was during the demo, uh, since it was connected to my phone, uh, I got a WhatsApp message from someone on there. And without me saying anything at all. I was just sitting there in the middle of conversation between what the other gentlemen were having. Uh, it picked up yes from one of the guys, which was, and the experience was asking me, do you want to reply? And it went into the reply mode. Uh, and okay. it started recording what the other gentleman was saying. Right. And it I literally see. like transcribed that and like read it back to, do you want me to send this message out? I was like, no, don't do that. You can see it past his face yeah. as it's happening. He's like, <laughs> it's what like, is going whoa, on? Exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it needs a little bit of, I, I think the mic is picking things yeah. from too far away. Um, I mean, potentially these things could be fixed in firmware yes, updates. Yes, exactly, it's all exactly. About these are just some things right? that yeah. you sort of need to. One of the things that I really like about it is that it can recognize gestures. So yes and no, it recognizes yeah, that. You're nodding, so nodding that's very, very again. cool. Yeah. Exactly. So if you receive a message and it's saying, do you want to send? And you just do that. And yeah. it realizes no, you said no. A boss is nodding his head over here. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I forgot we're not on video podcast. today. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's cool. I re, the tech is interesting. And as we talked about this before, but... What I would like to see is Sony implementing it into their headphones, um, because as someone who, as someone who uh, wears headphones, you know, I would say about ninety percent of the time when I'm out and about, uh, it's it's just yeah, just kind of flip it, slide it back, back. and then there we go. Uh, yeah, sorry, it comes with a charging case as well, which is very cool. And uh, you can do with a rather hypnotic uh, opening and closing mechanism that I spent all day just kind of touching. But yeah, so if they could build the tech into already Sony headphones, yes. then I think that that would be the best kind of application for this because then you don't have to just walk around with one earpiece. And exactly, yeah. They did say you can You can use two of them for them, Bluetooth, yeah. But the battery life, I imagine, would sap uh, Well, I mean, four hours per yeah. little device. So every four hours you need to kind um, of charge it. One, one thing I did notice in uses, I sort of used it for the, for the few hours today, was that it is a little bit slow on the uptake, so you have to press the button to activate it, and then it says, I'm ready, and then it dings, and then you can say the command that you need. So it's not and always listening then? It's no, not. No. I would it's, assume that would kill the battery, which is yeah. probably yeah. why they sort of... Yeah. But that within that time to do that, you can just as easily pick up your Pull phone, out your and, phone and, and do yeah, what you need to. Yeah. So I think the applications where it works, is, as Abbas was saying, is when you're receiving information and want to reply, uh, quickly, it's that's that works reasonably well. I quite I use the navigation function on it to get to here today. How did that work? Which is fine. It's just like having Google in your ear. Sure. Um, and that's handy because then you don't have to just keep referring to the phone, mm. right? And it's the same as any hands-free. But that works on your phone as well. You just Correct. you know don't look at the screen and the same notifications right. come out Correct. when you're listening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. Have you guys seen the movie Her? Her? Yeah. yeah. That's what this yeah. So this yeah. is exactly yeah. it's the first step into that. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's, it's, it's you know, strange. what I like is that Sony are innovating. I mean, they're one of the biggest electronics, consumer sure. electronics manufacturers on the planet. And they could just sit there and make the same phone every year and the same televisions every year. But they actually have some fairly interesting R&D stuff along with the, the Xperia here. Absolutely. Which they've shown at EFA and other... Yeah trade shows like uh, they have an agent which is similar that's to fantastic Alexa. yeah yeah super that cool. is really nice they have a little projector which i think with these those three things in tandem if and when they all ship could actually be very cool because if you then you receive something on the ear which you then tell it to send to the projector that you can see the email interact with it there mm -hmm. or chat with the assistant to do, do whatever book you book your appointment it's, i think it's a great yeah. 
picture they're trying to portray of the future. Mm. When is it that we kind of get to it? Should be something that. Well, we can do that with Google Home, right? You tell Google Home to start playing a video. Absolutely on, the on your TV, mm. yeah. which is on your TV. Absolutely. So we're we're kind of there, and this this is like Google Home in your year, yeah. or at least. Yeah. The idea is an always-on Alexa everywhere at mm. home. So used to speaking yeah. to Alexa at home. Now when I'm in my car, when I'm in my office, I can't exactly. walk. What is that Alexa? I'm a little annoyed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, for sure. And I think it's it's like I've I've written about this before actually, but I've coined the phrase rather than the Internet of Things, it becomes the Internet of Me, where mm. it's like this sort of ecosystem that's built around <laughs> yourself and the things that you can do. And I think Sony's been clever about trying to tap into that. And they've been a bit slow on the uptake, as you said, compared sure. to Google, to Amazon, and, and the ability that they have that. But it's not like they don't have those resources to do No, that, absolutely. I think, right? I think so. And um, I was actually in um, Japan a few months ago at Sony's headquarter, and they showed the year working. And uh, what they're trying, they were very clear on that. They said that the first and primary market for them is Japan. So any kind of services that people are used to in Japan, they're going to make sure all of that mm -hmm. are completely integrated into that. Uh, and then they're going to look at the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So their home market is very important to right. them with these kind of devices. To be and honest, I'm surprised it's available here as early as, yeah, as, and, uh, as it is. It, it, it is surprising, but uh, interestingly, she only mentioned UAE, so she yeah. hadn't. She didn't yes. say anything about the rest of the Middle right. East. Um, so Sony, shipping yeah. January for about the 700 or oh, $799. Yeah, which is a good price point, which yeah. is not bad at all for something like that. And I think we definitely need a little bit more time with it to sort of form an opinion on how good or bad it is. But uh, it's it's definitely a step into the future. Yes, but yeah. that but as you said, if if Google decides to make a Google Assistant that does exactly the yeah. same thing, and you pop it in here, they're going to put it out of That's business. That's true. So. That is true. I mean, the motto. This reminds me of the motto hint. It's in form factor, mm -hmm. right? Right. That one little headset mm -hmm. in your ear, which is great. So at least it's not nineties. And no. if I can say this douche line, <laughs> yes. you know. I, uh, I, I agree. <laughs> so these form factors are great. I mean, I'm, I was just wearing it on the metro over here, and I felt really yeah. awkward. Yeah. Right. People looking at me like going, who the hell are you, man? I can imagine. Yeah. I, can, I can definitely imagine. But I'm like, no, it's new. It's tech. <laughs> it's my job. But I mean, it's fine. Uh, I, the barrage of WhatsApp messages that were received what, during the briefing, whilst the dude was like telling us, stuff and I'm just like this guy is saying this on WhatsApp yeah. and I'm like oh dear this is super weird and it was it became kind of hard to concentrate on what he was saying with the exactly. messages sort of coming in from one ear because your exactly. one ear is blocked with that so probably needs a little getting used to yeah you know it just needs a little bit of retraining of the brain I don't know maybe yeah. too old for that but <laughs> who knows? maybe sure. if it works with me I'm sure it's gonna work with everybody else <laughs> All uh, right, moving on. What do we have? We have Microsoft bringing Windows 10 to ARM. That's big news. That is big yes. news. That is big news. That That is huge. Yeah, so they've kind of had it with RT back yeah, in the day. But, but RT was, like, was crap. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> was RT was like, to be polite. Yeah, RT <laughs> was just plain crap, unfortunately. It was a half-baked effort. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But now with the full version of Windows 10 running on ARM, um, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the Wintel monopoly, uh, Windows and Intel. Yeah. Mm. I mean, this was yeah. back in the early 90s. Oh, this they is before they put had, Intel uh, chips and MacBooks, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the, you know, you, you, you wouldn't get fired if you bought a Wintel machine. Yeah. Let's just say that, you know, that, that's what it was. Uh, and now Microsoft is kind of making sure that it runs on ARM, which it kind of sees as the future of mm. processing. Mm. Uh, right I mean, it's so, a, it's right a big so. bet from them. Like, uh, right Intel should so. be shitting themselves, really. Uh, absolutely. Look, I mean, Intel's always going to be around. You can't 
play Overwatch on a gaming, uh, you know, on right. a mobile PC, right? Yeah, now. Sure. yeah, on, yeah. on an ARM architecture. You just can't. I mean, there are always going to be applications for for Intel and for NVIDIA's, you know, high-end GPUs mm-hmm. or AMD's for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, for most of us that just want to use a laptop for work-related reasons, mm-hmm. you know, the iPad is good enough, uh, the iPhone is good enough, and everything else that's based on a Qualcomm or yeah. you know, uh, MediaTek, whatever chipset that you're using on your phone is pretty good. It's getting there. It's definitely getting there. Apple's um, A10, is that what they're using on the yeah. iPhone 7? Yeah, is, um, yes, yeah, so I mean, that's supposed to be the equivalent of, you know, it's fast, It's supposed to be faster than the MacBook that was originally mm-hmm. re- released last Correct. year. Correct, yeah. They're saying that the new iPads, yes. the iPad Pros are faster. Exactly. Well, this is what's so funny is that it, this news has sort of come out of nowhere. And I think people have kind of been expecting Apple to do this for mm. a while. Right? iOS. And Microsoft. It, it, it'll happen. I mean, Mac OS will switch to... Yeah. But definitely, I mean, for sure, it's going we'll to to uh, A10 base or A11 or A12 well, base. I mean, I mean, you know, if you think about it, perhaps that's what these new MacBooks are trying to train people towards, right? They're no longer pro machines to a certain extent. Maybe so. Getting people used to the fact that you know maybe we're just going to switch to mobile pros. No, that's pros, interesting. Pros still need pro machines for sure. But then maybe but then they the switch desktop. So. Exactly. That's that's interesting. Right. I wonder yeah. if uh, that's something that maybe the portable machines might work on uh, their. Our yeah. architecture-based, you know, processors. We'll see. I, but but as I said, uh, Microsoft has now beaten Apple to the punch. The question is, is it extent. too little too late for Microsoft? I mean, how many of us are actually, well, okay, so Windows laptops are still mm. quite a big part of the equation, right. yes. Uh, but uh, touch on Windows hasn't really taken off mm-hmm. uh, as Microsoft would have hoped to. Uh, it's, it's still not as great. Uh, you still have um, applications such as Photoshop or Premiere or whatever else that you're running. Even Word, I find that even though it's a Microsoft application, it works much better with the mouse and keyboard versus on a touchscreen environment. So, you know, I mean, with these ARM devices, obviously you want touch enabled. Well, are you able to make something like Photoshop work on ARM or? You could. You could. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they they demoed it. So, but do you have to completely recode it from scratch, or you just put some kind of underlying layer? Exactly. So it is an emulation layer that Microsoft sort of bundling for older applications to run on it. Kind of like when Apple switched from PowerPC to Intel architecture. Right. Yes. Uh, They had uh, what was it called? Rosetta. Is that what their yeah what their emulation layer was called? That was a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it it works. I mean, you know, obviously it works. But the question is that. is it too little too late? Mm. So here's the thing, it's moving to ARM uh, is not just about touch, right? It's about small form, mm-hmm. really small form. Better battery life, well. smaller form Connectivity. Correct. So you could have, all. we have Windows embedded, we've had that for a very long time, mm-hmm. and now we could have full-featured Windows mm-hmm. 10 machines on very small factory computers, yeah. where it's okay to still have uh, no touch capabilities, mm-hmm. but you would connect in through a remote desktop or a USB keyboard and mouse, right. OTG, and and control that for where you need it to be. So it doesn't, I'm, I agree that touch is not there with Windows, right? Uh, but it doesn't have, to, it be. Doesn't have to be, right. but not for all applications. Okay, yeah. so my argument is for any purposes that you've just said, I mean, people have switched to Android on ARM-based architecture on that, and putting in Windows that comes with a lot of bloat with itself, you know, it's, it's, it's been made to run on high-powered machines, right. whereas Android's been made to run on low-powered machines. Uh, getting all of that bloat into those smaller form factors, IoT devices, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, 
Is Windows the right OS for it when you already have Android with such a vast ecosystem of supporting processors, applications, whatever else? That Android on a laptop sounds like a nightmare. Well, I mean, uh, Google's working on uh, integrating uh, Android and, and Chrome, Chrome, right? Yeah. And uh, they had a very cool name for it. Uh, what was Andromeda. It? Andromeda. Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. I think yeah, that is cool. really, really cool. So if that happens, you know, and, and I'm sure it's going to happen. They've said that they're going to integrate the two. Uh, is there a place for Windows 10? On, so, on ARM. So I, I still feel Android on these low-powered machines is not quite stable. I've played around with a few Android TV sticks, mm -hmm. and you have a few bugs. Sure. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. And maybe it's just the software implementation of the Chinese okay. manufacturer behind mm -hmm. it. Yes. Um, and when was the last time you used Windows? <laughs> when was the last I, time? It's you been a while. <laughs> there you I go. play around with Windows 10 on Carlos, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm using it on a Surface Book, okay. and there are still bugs. Oh. You know, so I don't think uh, we're ever going to. And that's a Microsoft it. machine as well. That's so. a Microsoft. Yeah, yeah exactly. In some some IT environments, it would just be easier to maintain. I guess Windows. I can see that. I can yeah. totally see that. Again, I'm not defending this. I'm just exploring like spitballing where it could make sense for this. I think maybe it just opens up a new category for Windows to be yeah. sold on, right? But that's so. the thing. I mean, do, does Windows need to exist in that category? Are people that are in that space right now willing to shift to Windows? I think you could probably that's... make a case to Dell and Asus and these companies who want to sell more machines to why not at least try it. I think maybe that's where it comes from. Okay. You know, yeah. you say, hey, run this, run, run, you know, do the 2018 line of your laptops that have one with an Intel chip and one with an ARM chip and then see what sells, right? I think Asus or Acer was mm -hmm. doing that where you had either dual boot or it could run mm -hmm. both Chrome and Linux. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chrome OS and Linux. Yeah. So right. at least it gives people the option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, now, from what I remember, uh, Asus or who was it that had done a dual boot machine? Mm -hmm. It was a x86 architecture, but it right. ran Windows as well as Android, from what I remember. Uh, and I thought that was fantastic. I thought that's such a great machine for um, for the consumers. Um, this is now sort of going a little bit behind the scenes that um, someone from uh, one of these companies had told me. They shall not be named. <laughs> they shall not be named. Um, that uh, might... No. Google slapped them hard. It wasn't Microsoft. It oh. was Google that slapped them hard. And they were like, if you are going to put Windows on a tablet that is running in conjunction with Android, mm. you know, you're pretty much not going to be allowed to make Android devices anymore. Wow. Um, yeah. So it, it was, it was, I was surprised that it was actually Google and not Microsoft yeah. that kind of yeah. slapped them, you know, mm. with that. Uh, obviously, Google saw the future of Android and how it's taken up. Come on, what, 84% of the mobile, yeah. you know, computing is just running on Android now. Um, so yeah, I think Google saw that opportunity and put that in place. But let's see, let's see how it goes with Windows. It's and definitely an interesting development, and I think yeah. the the biggest news this week that will have the longest sort of repercussions or the longest tail. So Netflix announced offline mode. Yay! Oh, it looks I like you guys care. <laughs> really? I didn't give a shit about really? it. And I was like, okay. I think it's <laughs> great, man. Like, okay, so yeah. just as... Aeroplanes, a, the only time I can imagine using that is when I'm yeah. on a flight. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. But, but that's the use case. That's so, what popcorn hour is for. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I don't. I, I, so I run Plex at home, right? Mm-hmm. And recently there was a season of Black Mirror that came out on Netflix. It's there. And... Uh, great new we, season though yes and great new season Yeah, I was on a, a, a traveling uh, for work and I wanted to watch that season of Black Mirror on the plane but I was unable to do so because of Netflix and there are okay. no download policy so I had to get the episodes in another means alternate methods yes put it on Plex 
and then sync Plex to my right. iPad to then have them so I could watch them on the plane. Now I can do it in a, in a much more legal fashion. So let me ask you guys, do you guys frequently pull out your iPads or your laptops on the plane to watch videos? Because I just listen, I just watch whatever's on plane on the plane. You know, uh, I, I, I never ever take I don't know if there's something specific that I want to be watching. I mean, this is such a big library of Oh, for you know, sure. TV for sure. But something movies. like Black Mirror, where I know I'm sure. going to enjoy that a lot more than whatever's on the sure. plane. Okay. And it's relevant to my interests. Like, I don't okay. mind watching the latest Marvel film for the third time or whatever, <laughs> but I've seen it. You know? Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So what about I, I usually go for TV shows because they're a quick, quick yeah. 20 minute watch. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to do reruns. Mm. With movies, my problem is there's no IMDb rating. Mm-hmm. If airplanes, and I know this is a different tangent. I, yeah. You know, airplanes just come up with I am furiously IMDBing yeah. before the plane takes off to see what see, movies I, don't, I want to watch. I don't watch. do that. <laughs> right. um, so if I want to watch a movie, it'll usually be on my laptop. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So it's, um, especially with like noise-canceling headphones now, it's just a better mm-hmm. experience. So I'll take take time out. I'll, you know, I, I know I'm going to fly, so I'll have this t- movie saved uh, where I'll watch that. Yeah. But with this, it just makes it easier. Because we do consume a lot of streaming content mm-hmm. otherwise. All right. And to not be able to do that just because you're offline, it's, it's a real shame. Yeah. And it's good that they've, they've caught to that. My understanding is that it's not everything. So, for instance, Disney's catalog on Netflix is unavailable to download or right. to, to view offline. Okay. Um, I assume just to, for, for whatever reason, for copyright reasons. I'm assuming, for, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, look, I mean, I'm on the other side of things uh, as far as travel is concerned. I take the opportunity to explore what I don't know about when mm-hmm. I'm on a plane. You know, there are like five or six, seven shows that I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? 10 hours in the plane. Okay. Let's just kind of see what this is. Or, you know, to me, that's that's what I do. Instead of, yeah. you know, taking that's something fair. with me um, that I know that I like, I spend that time exploring Very something new that I... Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a 10 hour, it's a seven hours, 10 hours, 14 hours, whatever it is, you know. It's like, I probably wouldn't do this at home. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm here, I'm stuck, I can't go anywhere. Let's just look at what yeah. else is available. That's that's what I kind of do. But good tip for Emirates, IMDb ratings. Just kind of build that into and their yeah, catalog. Yeah. Really I think fantastic. I yeah, I think that's a fantastic yeah. suggestion. It's, it, yeah, because you'll see some stuff on the... The in-flight where you're like, okay, that looks like it could be interesting. Yeah, but but yeah. I've never heard of it, so yeah. it's probably awful. Yeah, and then just looking at Rotten Tomatoes, trying to figure out whether it's yeah. any decent, and it never is. But it's fine. <laughs> no, so it's not just airplanes as well, right? So I was traveling to India recently, uh, and when you stay in hotels, the internet is not always as good as you want it to be. They have like two tiers of internet. One is a basic internet, and then there's a premium internet, right. and you never want to pay for the premium mm. internet. Um, even if you do, you'll run through your uh, fair usage policy fairly quickly if you were Netflixing. Fair enough. So, again, this Netflix is, if they do this, they take away reasons for people to pirate. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, it's not just about money. Piracy also brings a lot of convenience. For sure. And that's what drives people. So, this is another positive step in that direction, taking people away from piracy. Yeah, you just, the, yeah, the the. The close, easiest barrier to piracy is convenience, right? Yeah. It really is. Although, I mean, having said that, um, was it HBO that was, you know, quite excited about the fact that Game of Thrones was the highest pirated TV show two years ago mm-hmm. when that news came out? We were like, yeah, you right. know what? We're happy about yeah. that. You know, yeah. a lot of people are watching. But right? I mean, I think a lot of that piracy comes from international markets. Of course it does. Where they don't have. Of course it does. Where they don't have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I think people will figure out a way to, you know, watch whatever they want to watch either ways. Yeah. I guess it's a good service to have to available, yeah. you know, to, yeah. to have... To paying customers, right? right? I mean, as a paying... If I'm paying money and I'm getting less convenience mm-hmm. than someone who is not, yeah. that makes you feel like a bit of a pots, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. I've sure. spent all this money yes. and I'm 
still inconvenient. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, so, I mean, Amazon has uh, in the US has been doing they it for have years. This, yes, yeah. Amazon Prime, you have to compete on that level, then you yeah. have to be able to provide that. So I think all around positive news. It's, yeah. it's great. Good. Good for them. Good. Yeah. Well, the last bit of news I have for today is iOS 10.2 that was released just yesterday. And it comes with the new TV app for people living in the US. I'm not sure if it's available for the local uh, version. No, it's, I don't think so. No. It's, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure about that. But yeah, I mean, and Netflix, interestingly, is not part of their TV experience, uh, which is sort of like a program guide that they have, mm-hmm. um, you know, shows that you watch. It can tells you what's coming up, what's available, what can you watch kind of stuff. Um, so are you gonna are you gonna have a look at? Have you looked at this? Or? I so I updated my Apple TV yesterday, and I've got a US iTunes account, so it did show up on there. Um, however, I have just two apps which uh, sort of took advantage of it. One was um, USA, so I was watching Halt and Catch Fire on there, and that kind of showed up on there. And I can't remember which other network. There were literally just two networks. It also right. has a single sign-on mode, which mm-hmm. again for you people based in the US, you just put in details for your cable provider, and it brings in all the. Mm stations that you have as an app yeah. on, on Apple TV. Um, good for the US, I, you know, it doesn't really... Yeah, it's a bit... I mean, I mean even in the US, to a certain extent, it's still this half measure that Apple is sort of yeah. failing With at. With TV, and, yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, the implication and the intent from their side is good, but unfortunately, it seems like everybody's saying, no, yeah. we don't want you to be in charge of television from, as you said, Netflix are not on board, all the cable providers exactly. are really... They're dragged kicking and screaming into this, and it's like what Apple did to the music industry. Is that's not, probably is not, yeah. 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 That's exactly what well. I was coming at. Yeah. They've they, seen how much dominance Apple can yeah. have with iTunes, mm. and I think this time around they're a lot more yeah. wary because they have some semblance of control, right? Mm. It's not like uh, the numbers dropping as bad as they sure. were music. Mm-hmm. So I think okay. here they're being a little careful. But then that sort of begs the question: Apple's got two hundred billion dollars sitting in the bank. Why don't they just go ahead and buy mm. some of these studios out? I, mean, like I can imagine that I'm from. sure there's people behind doors talking about it, you know? I mean, why not? If they're serious about TV as they yeah. were. And what, I mean, famously, that was Jobs' last thing, right? Like, he was going to fix television, TV, right? Yeah, absolutely. He certainly hasn't, as, no. far as, as far as they've proved. Yeah. But, uh, and I think really the issue is, is the content. It really is, because I, I haven't seen this new update to, to right. TVOS, but from my understanding, if that's the front end, mm-hmm. I'm, they've probably had that working for years. And it's just, yeah, they've decided be. finally they've decided roll it out with yeah. what we have now. Well, we get um, emojis. Yeah. So about a hundred new emojis, so there's that. <laughs> I hear there's like a Prince emoji, is that? <laughs> there's an avocado emoji. Nice. Avocado so emoji. Finally. Yeah. Finally. finally. <laughs> is there a sushi emoji or something in there? I think there's, yeah. there already has yeah, been one. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, iOS 10.2, any other thoughts? I am uh, currently on an Android phone, so yeah. I haven't. Same here. I haven't updated. had a chance to. So but I've dated the girlfriend's update. phone, and it took a long time. Like Did I would it? say, okay. overnight, and then in the morning it was wow. still updating. So oh wow! Yeah, that's it was odd. Yes, it was exactly. You shouldn't take this. Long. Exactly. Yeah, very. Strange. I updated the iPhone that I do have sitting at home, but mm. that literally took like twenty minutes to half yeah. an hour. I don't know. Maybe my wife. I don't think it's a significant update by any measure. It was a three hundred and fifty megabyte update. Yes, and there's a new app included in that, so I'm assuming. It's probably not much on there. Bug fixes mostly. I think there's some interface changes to the music app. Right. What I read, but again, constantly changing the music app as well. But one day they'll get it right. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, 
is is it sort of like the decline of Apple? You know, is it to the start of the decline of Apple? Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to be, don't want to be there, exactly. Yeah. They saying the end of the world yet, but, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of gas in that tank still to go. I agree. I mean, it's not like they're going to go. Yes, of gas. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. They do have a lot of money, but um, I just feel that they're kind of losing their pull a little bit. Mm. Having said that, I have a revelation to make. I've ordered the new MacBook Pro. Not losing their pull on you. Did you spend more than 6,000 dirhams? Uh, 6,500 dirhams. So, so it was yeah. slightly over what yeah. I thought I would. You did. That's, that's uh, over 10%. That's about 10% more yeah. than what we discussed last episode. It's been one week of us. So yeah. hopefully when the, you're so the next time, I'll have my new. No, the 13 inches. 13 inch yeah. 15 inches is too big for yeah. portability. I think 13 inches is the best. Size, nice. at least if I'm concerned. Hopefully it gets you by the time you guys are here next yeah. time around. Um, we do want to wrap things up with the little thing that we thought, um, personal recommendations from yes. all of us, although having said that, I didn't, I didn't really think about anything yeah, on, on what spot. to say. Uh, I can start. Sure, go Sure, ahead. I've, I've started listening to a new book uh, based off a trailer I watched earlier this week uh, for a movie coming out early next year called The Circle. Um, yes. And it's, uh, the, well, the book is uh, <coughs> basically about a sort of a fictional company like Google called The, the Tom Hanks movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where he's the CEO like, yeah. of... Yeah. yeah, exactly. The book is yeah, called, by the a guy called Dan Eggers. And um, uh, yeah, it's basically... I've, I haven't got... I've only, I'd say, about three or four chapters in, so I started listening a couple of days ago. Um, but it seems to sort of chart the course of his girl's uh, employment in a, the, the Circle right. Company, who are this sort of overarching tech company that gets into everything from like... Uh, humanitarian affairs to social networking to uh, like cameras and like a, the IoT cameras. Is it sort of portrayed as a Google of? Yes, the, the Google yeah, of this, Google. Of this okay. whatever world. Um, it it seems very interesting. I get the feeling that there's going to be some kind of sinister twist, but I'm still a little too early. They just sort of explain the ins and outs of the company and the three right. founders that run it and this kind of stuff. But very interesting. I. I a tentative recommendation at this okay. point because I haven't finished it but I'm are you reading it or are you listening to listening it on, to it on Audible, on Audible, Audible yeah. okay alright excellent stuff and it's on there for a, for a credit so. alright nice cool. sounds very Orwellian yes well this is what I yeah and it, it seemed interesting like the trailer looked cool it's got right. a, yeah, you said Tom Hanks and uh, who's the girl the, Lawrence? No, no the girl from Harry Potter, Potter. yeah Emma um, Stone Emma Stone no yes. no Emma Stone. Emma Stone yeah no it is Emma Stone no, Emma, Emma, no, Emma, Emma something. something else. What? <laughs> the one in Watson. Beauty and the Beast as well. Watson. No, Watson. No. No? Okay. No. Wow. All right. Right. So, uh, yeah, we're Mess good at tech. Justin we're not Tyler. necessarily very good at movies. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. It, it's, Hermione. It's, Hermione. That's a Hermione. Hermione. Yeah, yeah, we'll, go with we'll take that. it. Yeah. We'll take yeah. it. That. What about you, Babusha? Do you have anything to recommend? To um, so I've been listening to this podcast called Planet Money for about a year or so. Fantastic podcast. It's by NPR. And uh, they talk about finance, economics, business in a very accessible way. Okay. Um, they talk about the presidential elections, they talk about buying oil, they talk about just about anything which uh, real world situations which have, uh, from a financial point of view, but not like debit, credit, or uh, from a finance professional point of view. So it's, okay. It's a better understanding of the world around us and how it impacts our lives. Nice. Um, and it's it's done in in an amazing form. I have a lot of respect for the people. Yeah, and people and, and, and done in a way that's easy to understand for people. Yeah, it's very accessible. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. It takes one episode to get hooked onto it, and really? most episodes are between twenty and thirty minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, so I'm awesome. I actually prefer that time. Uh, 
slot more long time mm-hmm. slot but uh, duration sorry okay as opposed to the 15 minute because that yeah. requires a longer sure. commitment an sure. hour or so sure. no, minutes unlike, the, unlike this podcast okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my <laughs> uh, my recommendation would probably be uh, I bought Final Fantasy 15 over the weekend and they've released a series of short YouTube videos for it so that kind of go into the background of every character it's oh, five awesome. videos each of them is about 15 minutes each I've seen all five of them fantastic uh, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan so I think um, if you're planning on buying the game or playing the game make sure you sort of go through that they're on YouTube they're on um, Square Enix's channel so you mm-hmm. know freely available to watch I'd suggest just go watch those it's about an hour in total uh, really nice kind of gives you a little bit of a background story for on all the characters, the characters in the game in the game nice. exactly the four main characters in the game so yeah that would be my contribution right. to that Awesome. All right. Thank you very much. Jess. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Oh, we got to one more. <laughs> we need to pat each other's backs. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if, if people want to get in touch with you, B, where can they? Uh, it's at Bavisha on Twitter, which is B-H-A-V-I-S-H-Y-A. And I'm Ajafarelli on Twitter. Cool. And I'm Mike Priest. Oh, at Mike Priest. Yeah. Cool. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. See you next time. Bye.